Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joey Christopoulos. My co-host, Corey Wooten. We're coming at you with the great Bears trade the number one pick episode in just a second. But we got to talk about betonline.ag because betonline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, any season. That's why they got the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores for almost any sport or any game imaginable. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and sign up right now. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Only when you use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive that reward. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming back in the pod. I got my co-host here with me today because we got big news happening at the minute right now we're recording at 9 52 pacific time on monday free agency window is wide open the bears seem to have an agreement with tj edwards the linebacker from the eagles and the bears traded the number one pick over the weekend Corey, you've got a lot to talk about so let's bring you in former bears defensive end chgo's very own fox 32's Corey wooten northwestern wildcat how are you i'm doing great man and uh i'm doing even better just because of the splash Ryan Poles made, especially, you know, trading back to that nine, getting DJ Moore, getting a second rounder this year and the first and a second rounder next year. So that was we won that trade big time. And and Poles, hats off to you, man. I've, I've been kind of nervous about how, we, how he's going to approach this offseason, but he's done a great job with that. And we finally got that number one receiver. And that's what I talked about. I was worried that, you know, he's an O-line guru that he was going to overlook that number one receiver. He didn't. We got a young guy, DJ Moore. I've been following him since he was in college when I used to work for the Big Ten Network. An explosive, dynamic player. I think he hasn't even scratched the surface of what he can be. Scratch the surface. Yeah, who are the quarterbacks that he's been catching balls from these last couple of years? I mean, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, P.J. Walker, the list goes on. I mean, and he finally gets to now catch passes from Justin Fields. Uh, As people may not have already known, if you're not living in Bears land, uh, we'll kind of reiterate real quick. The Bears trade the number one pick to the Carolina Panthers for their number nine pick, their number 61 pick, which is the, the end of the second round, a 2024 first round pick, the 2025 second round pick, and DJ Moore. That means now the Chicago Bears select at number nine, number 54, number 61, and number 64, four players in the top 64 in this upcoming part of the draft. Um, you know, Corey, like a movie or like an album, which pick is your favorite, right? Because I think the most important one for me was that the Bears secured that 2024 first round pick. Yeah, I, I think I think that for sure. Um, and then having another second round this year because there's going to be a lot of value in that second round. And we talked about the defensive end position uh, being of high value and high need and maybe not being able to get the Will Anderson or the Miles Murphy with that ninth pick. There's going to be a lot of really good guys that can be starters day one in the second and third round. There's a very talented defensive ends in this this upcoming draft. So I think another second round definitely can help you out in that area. So that's huge right there. But but having that number one receiver is great, Joey. I mean, you know, that's what we were talking about, right? Because we didn't feel great about Claypool being that guy just off what we saw, right? We knew Darnell Mooney is a great receiver when there is a number one. You look at what happened when Allen Robinson was here. He went over 1,000. So I think this just solidifies that wide receiver group, right? It takes the pressure off Claypool. It takes the pressure off Mooney. Now DJ Moore can go up and get it. And, you know, Claypool could hopefully be that number two. And uh, Mooney can be that number three receiver. And, you know, we we have a talented tight end as well. So it's, it's, it's going to be a great 
offensive weapons uh, with with those guys going. So I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I I you know we're never going to know the specifics, but I thought it was really impressive negotiation by Ryan Poles, where I think starting last week he went to guys like Peter King, started talking and saying, "Hey, I can get a 2024, I can get a 2024 first, I can get a 2025 first as well." Everyone come to the table and let's change, you know, you know, give us your best offer. And I think he knew that offer was already on the table with the Panthers. So what did he do? He waited it out a couple of days to see, hey, do the Texans or the Colts perhaps drive their price up 30 to 40 percent? I know the Colts, you know, Michael Pittman was maybe a guy that they could possibly part with. And I know that he probably hold held fast on a guy like DJ Moore coming in. And he ended up getting the deal done. A lot of people on Twitter were saying Ryan Poles is a liar. If he's just blowing smoke right now and crying wolf, he's going to ruin his reputation across the NFL. Well, what are you saying now? Honestly, because he got the deal done. Um, you know, go back to DJ Moore. I want to drill in on this just a little bit longer. DJ Moore, let's keep it simple. Uh, I'm sure there are different players, different skill sets. Better talent than Allen Robinson. Is he better than Allen Robinson? Yes, yes, I, I do believe so. I, I believe he's more explosive. Uh, he can go up and get it, and I he's only 25 years old, so I think that's everything you need to know. Hasn't really had an injury history like that. Um, yeah, and like like I said, I think he hasn't even scratched the surface of what he can be. Um, I know there was whisperings of it, you know, this year during the trade deadline that we could potentially get him. So I think it's somebody that the Bears, Ryan Poles and company had been targeting for a while, and I'm glad he was able to get it done because I, I think DJ Moore is going to be explosive. Him and Justin Fields together, that tandem is going to be incredible. Like I said, it takes the pressure off Claypool and Mooney. Cole Komet, you know, can be a, a viable option in that red zone. We saw him and his improvement throughout the year. Um, now it comes down to the offensive line, right? And that's what we talked about. Mm -hmm. We got the number one receiver, which we addressed, and now it comes to the offensive line. And you've been saying there's been some whisperings about Mike McGlinchey from uh, San Francisco. Is that right? That's right. I mean, over the weekend, it uh, looks like that they are going to be expressing interest, quote unquote, now that we're in that tampering window with right tackle Mike McGlinchey. I know Juwan Taylor with the Jaguars was also being rumored, but McGlinchey looks like the guy that the Bears are zeroing in on. Corey, how do you feel about that right now? Not only as a player, but I'm also curious, are they also targeting him as a locker room type guy too as well? Yeah, I think so for sure. Um, he's a Notre, Notre Dame guy as well, right? I believe. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Notre Dame guy, like former, at least top 10 pick. Yeah. 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 So it looks like they're trying to target those Notre Dame guys, you know, Claypool, Cole Komet, <laughs> you know, a lot of those guys right there. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a really big guy, really good run blocker. Um, and, and pass rush sometimes I'm not, the, I'm not the biggest fan of him. I, I think he, I think he's pretty average as far as when it comes to pass protection. But he's a big and, and body. Corey, what is what is it about? What is it about that? Uh, is it is is it his athleticism when he's trying to slide out? Is it his use of his hands? Is it his power? What is it? Because yeah, we're seeing a lot of numbers out there that say that his pass blocking is a little suspect. His run blocking is fantastic. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I think it, it comes automatically. Most right tackles aren't the most athletic, so I think that's that's something that comes in, the, mm. and a lot of his technique. You know, I've seen a, a couple times when he tries to shoot his hands double swiped um so something he's gonna have to work on but I, I think it is an upgrade at the position for sure um you know because it was kind of either Riley Reef or a guy like McGlinchey and McGlinchey's still young um you know he, ha he hasn't fully developed yet so I think there's still room for him to grow um and I think it's it's hinting that obviously they feel good about Braxton Jones and I told you the main thing he needs to do is get stronger so if he can get stronger and solidify that left side because against speed rushers, he fared really well. It was only against the power. 
So, like I said, he reminds me of a David Bakhtiari, his rookie year, right? Really struggled against power, came back the next year, that offseason, really worked on the strength, and it was it was night and day different. So, hopefully, Braxton Jones can be that. And I said he could be like that Charles Leno that was locking down that left side for, for three, four years for the Bears and was a solid uh, addition to that, that left tackle position. So, that's what I'm hoping Braxton Jones can be. In terms of Mike McGlinchey, it kind of sounds like, Corey, that you'd be able to get a sack off of him. I kind of, I just hear it in your voice a little bit. I hear it in your voice. And you'd be like, ah, I think I'd be able to get this guy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, watching him like to me, he wouldn't be my first option in there, but I, I think they're looking for, you know, uh, injury history, uh, locker room, a uh, guy that's a really good run blocker. And I think the bears are going to be a very uh, run dominant team. You know, I think Justin Fields is going to air it out, but I think th they're really going to try to establish that run and the play action off that. So I think this would be a good addition for that. And then you got to think with the play action, it makes everything easier for those offensive linemen because you sell that hard run. And then all of a sudden that defensive lineman has to transition. So I think that's a lot of what they're going to do. And then obviously in third down situation, you're going to have to drop back and pass. And if they feel good about Braxton Jones over there, they can have a little chip, chip help with McGlinchey. Right. And also, you know, Justin Fields, athleticism is not in comparison with Jimmy Garoppolo. So in those situations, moving out of the pocket, moving up in the pocket. You think maybe Justin Fields is going to be able to avoid some of those mistakes that McGlinchey might make. Yeah, um, Corey, from my perspective, you, you, you're asking yourself, you know, you look at the other guys that are maybe on the market, and maybe if the Chicago Bears said to themselves, look, there isn't that big of a difference, maybe talent and production-wise amongst all these other guys, that maybe we do bring in a guy like McGlinchey, like you said, um, has a pretty solid – injury history i know he had a quadricep issue but typically has played a lot of games in his career but also it looks like they kind of want a tone setter and i know that they probably brought in a guy like lucas patrick last year to kind of be a leader on a young offensive line well the guy got hurt it's hard to be a leader when you're not on the field bringing a guy like mcglinchy it just seems like they're kind of adding a little bit to the attitude mix a little bit on that right side of the offensive line now him and tevin jenkins can kind of pair up and hopefully become a nice duo on that right side moving forward Man, I, I would love to see that. Um, that that would be pretty interesting. What 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 do you think about? Uh, I've heard some whisperings about the Bears possibly being interested in Saquon Barkley as well. So, well, it looks like he's getting franchise tagged. Unless something happens and unless he sits out a little bit, it doesn't look like he might be able to hit the market. Unfortunately. Him, but I thought, him, I thought he, was, he was the franchise where, where you could uh, match the offer. Uh, that... the, yeah, the non the non exclusive tag. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So. Look, look, I, I think and we'll we'll get to him in a little bit. I think the signing of TJ Edwards today is interesting because he's a very young linebacker. I want to get your take on how mm -hmm. he is, how, how you feel about him from a player profile perspective. Yep. But they're coming out with it right now that it's only going to be 12 million guaranteed on a three year deal. That's very affordable in NFL terms. That's not necessarily you're getting the bag. That's a little bit more of a prove it deal for a young linebacker. Exactly. I want to see what the numbers look like from McGlinchey. DJ Moore's money comes onto the books. So I do think that they have room for one more big swing. I know Draymond Jones also as a defensive tackle yeah. is in the mix too as well. But yeah. Corey, man, that's what's really nice about it, right? Is that I think with this trade of the number one pick, they've created themselves this luxury factor of if you want to go out and get an elite running back like Saquon. Look, I love it. I think it's a great idea, Corey. I know people say don't pay running backs, but you tell me as a former defensive lineman, shotgun formation, RPO, Justin Fields with Saquon Barkley on his left. Who's going right? Who's going left? It feels like a nightmare or a dream come true for Bears fans, right? At the same time. Yeah. 
I mean, that'd be pretty crazy. So, so back in 2012, when uh, we played San Francisco on Monday Night Football, Colin Kaepernick's coming out party, right? So in that backfield, a lot of RPOs, zone reads, right? So Colin Kaepernick and Frank Gore, right? And so imagine Justin Fields and Saquon Barkley in that backfield, right? Because Saquon Barkley is a lot more dynamic than uh, Frank Gore, and Justin Fields a lot more dynamic than Colin Kaepernick. So it would be pretty impressive in there. But, yeah, it just all depends because people are undervaluing running backs nowadays. I Like, I can't tell you the last time. Uh, when was the last time a, a running back was, was drafted in the first round? Uh, was it – Was it? So, what, maybe it was Saquon. Maybe it was Saquon. <laughs> Najee, yeah. Najee, Najee, Najee Harris got well, Najee taken, Harris. I think, in the teens. Two years ago. Now, in the teens of the yeah. 20s. Right, okay. Yeah, but not top, top 10, not top 5 anymore. So, I think people are no, realizing it's always that back you can end. have – yeah, people people are realizing that you could have two running backs that could fill a need. So it would be cool to have them, but I think realistically, for all the needs that they have, right? You sign Montgomery for for a decent deal. Um, you, you have that one-two punch in there, like they did last year um, with Khalil Herbert, and I think you keep it moving. But it would it would be pretty cool to have a guy like Saquon. But you, you just never know with those guys that have had knee injuries before, the wear and tear. Sometimes uh, look at look at what happened with Todd Gurley. You know how his career you know, went on the downhill once he had that one knee injury. I mean, it seems like Saquon is good. I don't know the issues of, of you know, how structurally good his knee is, the cartilage, all that. But I think that that would be something to keep in mind if you're giving a running back a long-term deal. Well, Corey, you know, we do have the number nine pick in the first round of the draft, and there is a running back coming out named, I don't know, Bijan Robinson, um, who's uh, kind of vaulting up draft boards a little bit. Um, that's a little bit of a tease, but let's get into that number nine pick. I want to hear it from you because we've been talking number one pick. How far do we move back? If we move back this far, who's going to be there? What's going to be available? So just kind of lay it out at the number nine pick, in my opinion, at least guaranteed three quarterbacks will be gone by the time the Bears select at nine. I think there is also a strong possibility that four quarterbacks will be gone by the Bears pick at nine, which means they have the opportunity to select a top five, top six non-quarterback prospect in this draft. I think me and you can maybe just say it without agreeing that Will Anderson probably will not be there. But outside of Will Anderson now at nine, who intrigues you? What gets you excited? And what direction do you think the Bears should try and maybe, you know, lean towards, depending on how the draft board works out, picking at number yeah. nine now? So, so I think it comes down to this. What, what uh, defensive needs you addressed in free agency, right? Because that's going to be a big part, right? If, if a guy like Miles Murphy is there, um, a guy like Tyree Wilson, if he's potentially there, but he might be gone as well. Um, you, you need you need to fill some of those needs because we got four positions essentially that we have to fill. Especially, I'm cool with filling three of them, and then maybe have a Justin Jones play that nose uh, position. But if if you address some of those defensive line and free agency, I wouldn't mind having Skaronsky move to left guard, right? Because now a lot of people talking, are talking right? about his arm length and all that. If you get a McGlinchey, you have him and Braxton Jones in the tackle position. You have Tevin Jenkins. I like Lucas Patrick at center. He hasn't played fully at center, so we don't know what we have. He knows that offense. He's a veteran guy. And then all of a sudden you have uh, Skaronsky at left guard, a guy that can, that can be a staple for years to come. And then all of a sudden you have your, your line situated with fairly young guys uh, you know, across the board. Is it fair to say – you know, when you're looking at a guy like Peter Skaronsky, and I think he checks every single box except for the length of his arms. It seems like to me. So if he moves into left guard, Corey, 
you know, when you kind of draft a guy in the first round, you're like, can this guy become a Pro Bowl player? You know, maybe at the tackle position, you know, it might take him a year or two. Is it possible for Bears fans to maybe get excited about Peter Skaronsky becoming a Pro Bowler in his rookie season at left guard? Is that the type of ceiling that this guy can have if he moves inside? I, th- I think so. I think if he played tackle or guard, I think he could be a pro, pro bowl caliber guy. You know, he reminds me a lot of Slater, who came out a couple years ago from Northwestern. Uh, and, you know, they were critical on his arm length, too. It's, it wasn't as short as Garonsky's, but I think sometimes people buy into that a little too much. Like, you can either play or you can't, right? What's, what's you your arm length? What's your arm length, Corey? What's your arm length? It was, it was like 36 and a half. <laughs> oh my god yeah I, I, I got some i got some longer arms uh but yeah i, I feel like sometimes they, they put too much into it right there's guys that can play or not right steve smith people were doubting him all this and he all he did was make plays right so that reminds me a lot of, of zay flowers from boston college right people were doubting him but i think people are realizing the more that you look at the tape the tape does not lie he goes up against great competition he locks him down skaronsky played against hutchinson two years ago locked him down right hutchinson yeah. didn't have any pressures any sacks, anything like that. So I think that's telling you everything you need to know. And Aiden Hutchinson was was the second overall pick last year and played at a really high level and is going to be a great player uh, playing for a long time. A couple more topics here for former Bears defensive end. Corey Wooten here on Believe in Bears. Uh, we're just getting started this offseason, right? I mean, the Chicago Bears, they're making the NFL, uh, they're making NFL headlines almost every single day. Uh, just I want to throw this one at you really quick. We've been talking about it a lot. Would you be upset if the Bears are sitting at nine? One of those quarterbacks is still on the board. They trade down again. You know, the Titans are at 11. The Commanders are at 15. The Buccaneers are at 19. Um, would, would, would that upset you? Because now they're at nine, Corey. Does, does, it, does it even really matter where they draft now? If, if they're getting more capital, could you, could you be able to swallow that and wrap your head around it? Yeah, I, I could. It, it just depends on the needs, right? Like if you were really high on Skaronsky or or like a Miles Murphy, if you're still available, uh, I don't think you're going to be trading back at that point or 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 Paris Johnson or however however they feel, right? Depending on the need, mm-hmm. what they end up doing. Um, so I think it just depends on what you need, what you're best available at that position, and then you kind of do it off that. If they if they've kind of addressed all the needs. And there may be one, one or two positions they need. They know they can trade back, get another one. And, and like I said, there's a lot of talented defensive ends that are going to be in that second to third round that can be day one starters, right? A guy Isaiah Foskey from from Notre Dame. I really like him a lot. He reminds me a lot of, of Justin Tuck. Um, you know, I think he's a guy that can come in, play the left side or the right side. Uh, really good in run. Has really active hands. Has a motor. Um, so. Hey, you, you know how it is. They like those Notre Dame guys, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if they really take a look at him in, in that second round. And then there's a guy, Kalijah Kansi, that I told you is probably going to be the middle to the end of that first round. So if you need that three technique and you addressed all the offensive line, all of a sudden you're like, I wouldn't mind trading back because he's going to be in that late. And I told you, I think he's the best defensive line, complete defensive line prospect, right? I think Jalen Carter – is talented, but he does not play with the motor that Kalijah Kansi does. People are underlooking him because of that arm length and that size. But look, look at Aaron Donald, right? He's proved everybody wrong. So I think people right. are looking like this could be Aaron Donald 2.0. And just here's the thing that I need Bears fans to understand is that if there's a quarterback still on the board, and also if you if you're the Commanders. And there's a quarterback still on the board at nine. I do not understand why you're not at least entertaining the idea of moving up. And if you do move back to a spot like 15, you get even more draft capital if you're the Chicago Bears. 
and this Kalijah Kansi. I mean, Corey, you've been on him since the very beginning. You were on him before the combine. The combine happens. Everyone's blowing up and going crazy about him. Now I'm learning about him, and I'm looking at him, and, and this guy looks like a diamond in the rough that all of a sudden now people are getting really excited about that, you know, maybe – Maybe, um, you know, the star didn't shine quite as bright in college, but I mean, he has all the tools and you said the motor to get it done in the NFL. So I'm kind of looking at this and I'm open for business still. If you move to 11, 13, 15, 19, then that also opens up the door to I'm I wouldn't be upset if they took a wide receiver. I know a lot of people talk about Jackson Smith and Jigba at I don't know, maybe nine is too rich for your blood. But all of a sudden at 11, 15 area makes a lot of sense to me. Now, look, I understand. Hey, we just got DJ Moore, But again, two things that play there. One, Chase Claypool is only under a one-year deal for $1.5 million and has not proven it in a Bears uniform yet. I love Darnell Mooney, but Darnell Mooney wants to get paid. Darnell Mooney was getting quoted at 18 to $20 million in an extension. I'm sorry. I don't think Darnell Mooney is worth that, especially now that he's going to be playing alongside a guy like DJ Moore who's making only 17 a year. So is that going to be yeah. enough for Darnell Mooney to come to agreement with the Chicago Bears? Yet to be seen. We are going to still need to replenish that room at some point, so it kind of opens up that door too as well. Um, and I, I think what it is is it, the Bears continue to stay flexible. I think that's what's so important about this, Corey, right now. And, and we don't know what Ryan Poles is going to do, move to move, uh, piece by piece, transaction by transaction. But the flexibility remains. We still have the cap space. We have more draft capital than ever. And, and, and it's just it's opening up a lot of doors and a lot of possibilities for this Bears franchise. And there's no reason why we shouldn't be getting really, really excited right now. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think the thing is, we talk about Jack, Jackson Smith uh, and Jigbo. I think the thing is that we have so many needs, offensive line and defensive line, that I could see them passing on them just for that you know, standpoint. Because yeah. I think it, with that first round pick, we're going to fill a need offensive line or defensive line, in my opinion. Because I think that's what you need. You are good, right, for this year, receiver-wise, but I understand what you're saying. For the future, right, both of those guys, Mooney and Claypool, could be out of here, right? And then all of a sudden, we have to rebuild that uh, wide receiver room. So I could see that. But I guess it depends on what we do in free agency, right, how many needs we addressed, and then how many needs we feel like we can uh, address in the second and third round. Like I said, I think that defensive end position can really be addressed in that second and third round. Well, and Corey, you know, I always try and recalibrate. I, I love getting excited about the wide receiver. I want to bring it up on the show, but I always get recalibrated about what we've always talked about in the past when I've asked you, you know, you said that, you know, especially in the 4-3 Eberflus type defense, you need about five to six guys on your defensive line that you're going to be able to rotate in and out. And look, we're at Justin Jones right now. That's it. Maybe you bring Dom Robinson back, right? That's two. So if you sign a couple of guys in free agency, a couple guys – uh, in the draft, you draft a couple of guys. You're still probably maybe another guy short heading into this year, which is okay. We want incremental progress. But remember, that 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 room, that defensive line room, was probably the worst that we've ever seen in Chicago Bears history last year, and it needs tons and tons of work. My final one for you, speaking of defense, is the Bears just came to agreement with linebacker T.J. Edwards on a three-year deal. It looks like it's going to be $12 million guaranteed. And honestly, Bears fans, that's all you really need to know when it yeah. comes to NFL contracts right now. Um, tell us a little bit more about TJ Edwards, uh, a Wisconsin guy, a big 10 guy yeah. going to play now next to Jack Sanborn. Uh, do you like the signing? What does he bring to the table? Uh, give yeah. us a little player profile on TJ Edwards. Man, I, I love it. And there's something about the Bears with these undrafted Wisconsin guys, right? It's Jack Sanborn as well. Um, I follow TJ Edwards, uh, you know, when I work for the Big Ten as well. 
And I watched the tape on him, um, and, and people were doubting his speed and all this. But I'm like, when I put on the tape, he flies around. He knows exactly what he's supposed to do. He's a smart guy, hard nose. He can cover people out of the backfield. He can come downhill and hit you in the mouth. He's a lunch pail guy, just like Jack Sanborn, right? So I don't know for whatever reason why they overlook these Wisconsin linebackers because what they do is they show up in the league and they make plays, and that's what T.J. Edwards has done. And I think this is a great deal to get that done for only $12 million guaranteed. Um, you still have a lot more money to spend on, on you know offensive line, defensive line, and I think – them two, Sanborn and Edwards, in there in the middle. That's going to be incredible at Mike and Will. Um, I, I love it. You know, so far with, with these two acquisitions, DJ Moore, TJ Edwards, great way to start it. Ryan Poles, it seems like everything is unfolding because I, I, I wasn't sure how he was going to attack this. But so far with these two moves, I really like it. Really like it so far. Yeah, and is it fair to say with these two moves, the Chicago Bears got tougher on both sides of the ball? Oh. Hundred percent, yeah, and and then and then, if if he can address that offensive line in this free agency, so that way we can save a lot of stuff, uh, you know, f- for the draft for defensive line, I think that would be cu- huge, you know, especially you know if we could address that that tackle position with with a guy like McGlinchey or someone else, and then potentially a guard before the before the draft, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I get a guy like Kalaja Kansi, I can get a guy like Foskey, I can get another talented uh, pass rusher, and that's the thing. You know, people are thinking, okay, I need this guy to come in. No, you need you need two starters, left end, right end. Then you need a three technique, right? I'm cool with Justin Jones at the nose. And then all of a sudden in later rounds, what you can do is just get pass rush specialists, guys that you can mold yeah. and teach them how to play the run. But they're, they're dynamic pass rushers, and then that way you can bring guys in waves. And then all of a sudden you have some value pass rushers in the later rounds, like a guy like a Mark Anderson who played for the Bears, right? It was a later round pick, fifth or sixth, but ended up his first year having 12 sacks, setting the Bears franchise record. So getting guys like that, that are talented pass rushers that can come in in waves because this league is a pass happy league. So you need rushers and waves kind of like Philly was doing uh, this past season. Or a guy like Corey Wooten, who had first round talent, (laughs) but maybe got a little hurt in college, which is nobody's fault. And you find the value a little bit later, and then he comes in, and then all of a sudden, wasn't that your job, Corey? It was just you came in in that rotation. You had that yep. that role to play, and the more success that you got, the more your role began to grow, and you were just part exactly. of a large group that, that was a great offensive line for many, defensive line for many years. Exactly. That, that's what it's about this Tampa, too, is just keeping guys fresh. So so going as hard as you can for as long as you can, and then tap out when, when you need to, and then having waves of guys that can come in. And, and that's what really – brings challenges and you know the whole season philly was was giving offensive lines nightmares you know kansas city had a great plan for them in the super bowl they kept them off balance but other than that most teams really struggled and i think you know you win in this league with with dominant offensive defensive lines and that's why philly had a shot to to win it all this year and if i'm the bears i'm exactly following that same recipe for how they did we, we added that number one. We, we basically got their A.J. Brown with D.J. Moore. Now we have to solidify this offensive line and have one of the best because you have to know what you have from Justin Fields this season, regardless of anything, right? We have we have a lot of picks next year. We got, we got two first-rounders. We got two second-rounders. So we have to know everything that we have from Justin Fields so that way we know, is he our guy of the future for sure? You got to know everything about Justin Fields. Is he the guy? I think he is, but you have to know by the end yeah. of the season, you got to put all the weapons in place and you have to have the offensive line ready. So that way you say, 
this is our guy of the future or this is not. You have to know by next year. Yeah, we're at a pivot point right now in the Chicago Bears organization, and you're right. Next year, we're going to be at another one, too, and it's going to be a critical moment of us incrementally making better and seeing what direction we're going to be going in. But for right now, for Ryan Poles, the board is set. The pieces are moving. This week is going to be wild. TJ Moore, uh, DJ Moore, TJ Edwards already in-house right now. More picks, more players on the way. Austin Eckler just asked for a trade from the Chargers. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be crazy. It's the NFL. But, uh, Corey, we got to get you out of here, man. Uh, great to see you. Today's episode was presented by BetOnline.ag. 50% welcome bonus when you use promo code Believe, B-L-E-A-V. You can check out Believe in Bears on SiriusXM, YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, uh, wherever you find your podcasts and your shows. Former Bears defensive end, Corey Wooten. Great to see you, man. Um, I hope uh, – great to see you. More, we're, more to come, dude. There's just more to come. Yeah, Take there's going to be a lot more to come. Stay tuned in. You know, Free she just got started today. There's going to be a lot more transactions by the Bears. And like I said, hopefully they address that offensive line and maybe a piece or two on that defensive line because then it will make things a lot better during the draft. There's more we can trade back and uh, get some get some more picks because um, that's what it is. We're trying to build this roster with young talent for guys that will be, be locked in for the next four years. Yeah. Be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. Thanks for coming out to hang out with us. Come back and hang out again. The Bears are moving places, everybody. And it's time to bear down. We'll see you next time. Bear down, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.